0: There's a hidden distinction among solo 401k plans from one provider to the next, and it is big, bad, and disconcerting if you discover it the wrong way. I'm Brian Ellis. I'll tell you what it is right now. It's time. He's here. Broadcasting from SDI Central Command in the depths of his hidden compound located far from the rot of Wall Street and Washington. We've again established contact with our leader, Brian Ellis. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Self-Directed Investor Talk. In the last segment, we uh, began a conversation with Tim Barry about the distinction between custodial versus trustee solo 401k plans basically the distinction usually is that uh, custodial plans are usually set up by self-directed ira companies banks other places uh, brokerage companies places like that and trustee plans generally are the ones that you control completely by yourself and there is a big, big, big distinction between those two that you need to understand because you probably have a misconception. And this is based on a revenue ruling from the IRS that really, really throws a monkey wrench into the whole concept of self uh, of solo 401ks as being supremely secure. Tim, what do you think?
1: Well, this revenue ruling, and like you said, boy, does it ever throw a monkey wrench. Actually, it throws a whole car into the whole thing. It's a real (laughs) mess. It says that if you do something accidentally wrong with your 401k plan and it's a custodial 401k plan sorry there's no saving grace so the assets are fully distributed you got a big taxable event end of story whereas if it was a trustee plan you still have all the various safety nets that come with a 401k plan so it makes it a super compelling argument about do not use a custodial 401k plan
0: that is huge now Look, that was a revenue ruling from 1971. Uh, one, one could plausibly think, you know, that, that's been 40 years ago, almost 50 years ago now. Can you believe that? That's 1971 is almost 50 years ago now. Dear I Lord. try not to think of that, Brian, because
1: yeah. I was born before then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, that's that's been a long time ago.
1: Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Just pounded it a little bit harder, would you, please? <laughs> um
0: I I was born a little after that. That was a long time ago, Tim. And uh, (laughs) and, uh, so the question is this, uh, is that still relevant? Has anything come out since then to either refute or reinforce that?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Something's come out to reinforce it because uh, that was even before the big change in all the pension plan laws that came out in 74. And what happened is this revenue ruling was all based upon this one regulation section in the IRA, in the tax code but that regulation section has been taken out and a new one in its place has been put in, but it has the exact same language that was referenced inside the uh, revenue ruling. So while the revenue ruling is a bit uh, longer the tooth, shall we say, it's a bit old, uh, all of the language it references is still viable and still current in the tax code and the regulations.
0: Very, very interesting. So bottom line here is that This is a big reason uh, to motivate a person to go with a trustee plan rather than a custodial plan. Now, how might they determine which kind of plan they have?
1: Uh, Easiest thing is uh, they probably have a separate set of documents called an adoption agreement, and the adoption agreement is going to have all sorts of uh, fill-in-the-blanks and check marks. And if that adoption agreement makes reference to a custodian, and there is a name of a financial institution filled into that custodial area, custodian area, they probably have a custodial plan.
0: Mm. And in that event, should they, is, is that a justifiable reason to make a change in the type of plan that they have?
1: Gosh, uh, I think it's an absolute no brainer. I think you'd be foolish not to, because the big benefit of the 401k is uh, the safety net it provides. And now, If you don't have that safety net, to a certain extent, it becomes, why would you want a 401k?
0: So would it be possible for a 401k to be repaired, or does it have to be replaced?
1: Um, You're probably going to have to amend uh, the documents, but that's all. It's a fairly easy process.
0: Is that something that you can help people with?
1: Be more than happy to help people out with it. But, Brian, let's make a distinction here. That's not the purpose of this for those people who think that, you know, there's some nefarious purpose of pointing this out. uh, That wasn't the purpose of this call, this interview, whatever. The purpose is to make people aware of it. And now do not get caught in the trap. And I'm probably going to get you in trouble, Brian, for saying this. But don't get caught in the trap of using your self-directed IRA custodian to set up a 401k because that's probably going to be a custodial account. And that's setting you up for a world of hurt. Don't do it. Couldn't
0: have said it better myself. Thank you so much, sir.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Brian.
0: Okay, folks, that concludes our discussion with the great one, Mister Tim Barry. If you need his help in correcting your solo four hundred one k, you can uh, you can reach him. His contact coordinates are on today's show note page. Uh, show notes page at selfdirected dot org slash two five four as is a link to the operative uh, revenue ruling from the IRS that we have been dealing with today, selfdirected.org slash 254. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a doozy of a final segment coming up. We'll be right back. Send your questions and comments to feedback at sditalk.com. And don't even think about relying on what you've just heard as legal or professional advice, because it's not that. And you know it. This show is the property of SDIP Trust, copyright 2017, all rights reserved.